This episode is sponsored by the IoT Job Site, the world's only dedicated space for applying for and advertising IoT vacancies across the world. Register now for job alerts or get in touch via Let's Talk at the IoTJobSite.com. Hello and welcome to the IoT Podcast. I'm your host for today, Brad King Taylor. I'm head of UK business for Paratus People. Today we are joined by Francis Sapera, who is the director of vertical solutions for A1 Digital. Before we get into this, don't forget, whatever you're listening or watching on, please subscribe to the podcast. It gives you all the best insight and information for up and coming guests. So Francis, how are you today? Hey, how are you doing? Hi, Brad. Yeah, very, very well, thank you, very well. It's, uh, it's good to have you on, really appreciate you coming on. Um, so I suppose, Right, without further ado, it's probably good that we just get straight into this. So sure. um, introduce yourself, Francis. Let the viewers know who you are, your, your background in the industry uh, and how you got to where you are now with, with, with A1 and, and how you ended up in the crazy sector that we find ourselves in. Very, very good. Thank you very much. And first of all, thank you for having me in this uh, great uh, podcast. I think we, we've been fans of yours for a long time. So we've looked at this. We, we really liked the, liked the format. Um, so to my background in IoT, it's, I think it's rather simple. I'm a very curious physicist who, by means of a lot of uh, job changes, came to um, a business software company, one of the largest in the world, and then spent some years doing different things from programming technology to um, running enterprise architecture programs. And in that evolution, uh, I came to to the IoT world basically. I used to be innovation, uh, you know, head of innovation technology for that company, which is SAP. I can tell you. And then I spent their times looking into technology and into IoT specifically. And then in 2017, um, I joined A1 Digital. And so basically. My approach to IoT, I would say, I, I, I approach this from three different angles. I think the first one is um, from this kind of a strategic technology um, perspective. You know, how important is this technology? How do you use it? What are the limits? Then from the organizational leadership side, you know, running the company, running the, the department, the business unit at a one digital that takes uh, a leadership position in this. Uh, area of IoT and machine learning, and then building the product and the service portfolio, as well as the um, relevant capabilities in the organization. That's basically what I, that, that's my perspective. It's a little bit of, um, it's, I'm not a pure technologist, I'm not a pure business guy. It's just the mix of, the, of, of both. No, that's great. And thank you very much for that, Francis. It, it sounds like you've got a great history and um, some really good credentials. Um, so that's a bit about yourself. Um, can you give us an explanation of what A A One does and and the key solutions that you offer? Yeah. Um, so at A One Digital, we have one thing, and I believe that we will be repeating this all the time because this is the only thing that we really care about. Is that we only want to keep our clients relevant in face of digital disruption. It's, it's a very simple, it's a really simple statement, right? Uh, and why is that? Because we've seen our customers, and not only our customers, many, many, many companies, especially uh, mid-sized, small and medium-sized companies, struggle really, really hard when it comes to technology, technology adoption, 
the, how to change the company processes, how to adopt new technologies, how to involve new technologies to, to, to get new insights, uh, how to bring new business models. So all of this is being hardly, very hard to do. It's becoming very hard to do for, for those customers. And what we are doing is we are, we are operating as a, um, as a service provider, if you wish, and solution provider that keeps those customers relevant in the face of digital disruption. So how do, how do we do that, basically? And the way we do this is by, having, by helping them getting smart assets and smart insights in a secure cloud. And there you see the three components of the business, the three pillars of the business of A1 Digital. Uh, let's start from the from the very beginning, which is our cloud. We have a cloud, uh, our own European cloud offering, which is what you can see when you go to exascale.com. You will see our European cloud offering, and it's all 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 of it is done by, I would say, it's 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 homemade from the bare metal up to the cloud fabric. So that you can get um, storage, network, and uh, compute, plus a layer of uh, platform as a service on top that you can get from from us. That's exascale.com. Um, it's a great, great, great uh, cloud service provider. To, to the second pillar of our A1 digital offering is the security part. So there we do professional services for our clients. Uh, starting with penetration testing and uh, uh, um, some sort of assessments around uh, uh, sec uh, security. But we also take care of um, next generation software defined networks where we embed the security into the, into the network offering towards our client. And last but not least, we do basically um, in my business unit, which is called vertical markets, we take care of IoT and machine learning related solutions and services. And they range from hardware design, firmware design, up to you know edge intelligence, connectivity, IoT platforms, private networks, machine learning platforms. So basically, the, the full stack of IoT. And at the end, what we want to do for those customers, which I I remind you, they are mostly small and mid-sized customers, is help them, help them. We really want to help them. And we help them integrate um, into their, their their operational technology and the IT business technology together. That's what we do. Fantastic. And I think one of the keywords there that I picked up on is the word help. I think what you guys are uh, doing, from what I can see, is really uh, it, it's innovative, right? It, it's really good, and it looks like you're going in the right direction. You're already working among some of the world leaders within your sector, but I think with with um, what A1 is doing is is really that, like you're there to, to help uh, and, and, and push these companies forward. So um, I, I think you've helped around about 500 plus customers at the moment. So what is it that most people are getting wrong, Francis, when it comes to developing those IoT solutions that you touched on and um, what is it they're doing wrong and how are you as, as A1 helping them address those problems? That's a very hard question, Brad. Uh, we, we, <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's a very hard question. Uh, let me let me start probably by acknowledging that we have yes, indeed, we have over 750 customers right now, and um, many of them, and I would say many of them, I would even say the majority of them have done the right thing, and they have done the right things right. Okay, so we have not seen many customers that I would say, you know didn't get it. So they all got it and they, they, they the majority, they got it. They, they're really good. 
and we are really very, very thankful that we got the opportunity to help them uh, on this road, being it with connectivity or with connectivity services or, you know, you name it. Uh, but the, what I've seen um, in many conversations with non-customers and customers as well, there are two things that are, I would say, mm, at, the, at the bottom of the uh, 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 at the bottom of all this, and one is the lack of understanding um, about what it means to launch a complex IoT-based connected product, which is at the end what they all do. They launch some sort of IoT connected product, being it a machine or being uh, a, uh, you know some sort of B2C offering. It doesn't matter at the end. It's, it's a it's a thing that got connectivity, it got real time connection. And that connection is very important because it's between the end user and them as manufacturer. So that means the end user is expecting that that product will talk back and they will get some sort of additional service from that information that's sending back to the manufacturer. And sometimes we've seen those customers not being even ready to receive that information that they, they just put the connectivity in there, but it's a connectivity um, done from a very different angles, from from the angle, from the outside in, from the inside out angle, sorry, which is I want to provide better service to my machines, so I'll do this. But the customer is expecting much more. And so we've seen that really understanding um, all the things about the complexity, both in terms of technologies and in terms of, um, you know, what kind of organizations do you need to, to, to have in order to make that happen? That's the, that's the one thing that, that is, has been crucial for all of it, right? So uh, we call, uh, or at least I call IoT products being transformational products because yeah. for the operator, for those who would use those products and for those who manufacture those products, there will be a, a, a sort of a before and after story. You are a different company once you start using connected products and you truly are a different company after you learned how to manufacture and service connected products and sell connected products to the market. And so it's a, it's a, it's a huge transformational process that we've seen. And um, the when the customer lacks understanding about all the complexity, that's where things happen. And the, the second part is when they believe that their IT department can do everything. And then we explain to them that no, your IT department, you're, you're lucky if your IT department can do some SAP stuff, keep the lights on, but the type of um, the, 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 the quantity and quality of knowledge and experience that you need to have in order to launch an IoT solution, if you didn't have it before, you won't have it uh, now. So you need a partner that can help you. And sometimes we are that partner, sometimes we pass the business to other ones who are better, best suited for that type of business, but we definitely encourage our customers to have this partnership, this understanding first, uh, strategic and operational, but also this partnership idea, because it's a very complex environment in which they are um, operating after, when they go into IoT products. It's a great mantra. Uh, and you mentioned a couple of times complex, I'm sure uh, I can see it. So the viewers will be able to see it. That, that whiteboard behind you looks quite complex on its own. So I don't know if you've written that. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, um, the transformational thing, I'm quite keen to touch on that. So obviously you mentioned that um, things are moving quite quickly and, and changing. Um, are there any particular use cases that you're seeing trend at the moment? Um... In terms of use cases and trending use cases, so what we are seeing is um, 
So I think first is we don't have a full visibility of the whole IoT industry. That's at least I cannot claim this for us because this would be you know a know it all, be it all. That's not us. What we definitely are doing is we are focusing on on, on six different uh, industries, and this is construction, waste management, retail, um, manufacturing. Um, then transportation and logistics, obviously, is a big play for us and yeah. everything around energies and utilities. So water okay. metering, smart metering, electricity and so on. So right now, for example, we are finalizing a project for finalizing, still running a project, delivering a project of uh, 1.2 million smart meters in Western Austria. So okay. this is the type of big complex things that we can do, but we also do very small things like building a tracker for a customer, right? Uh, for 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 some sort of transportation solutions. And so what we are seeing then is in those um, in those industries that there are special, I would say, special use cases. So for example, one use cases we're seeing is from asset insights, you know, people who want to see what happens with their assets, whether, where they're located, what is their output, what are the quality parameters, so all of the things. Being those assets, uh, moving assets or stationary assets doesn't matter much. It's basically they want to see just the performance. And it's all about um, uh, asset insights, as I said, energy consumption, um, quality control, performance management, um, energy management, condition monitoring, predictive maintenance, condition-based monitoring, by the way. Uh, so these are the main scenarios that we see. And then we see uh, something very special, which is the whole area of building a connected product in itself, which is then uh, when we work with manufacturers, with original equipment manufacturers, and they tell us, Okay, so I need connectivity, I need intelligence, I need ed edge intelligence. How do I get this thing into this machine, right? So this is what we are, this is, these are the scenarios that we are seeing. This is what we are more or less following through in, the, in, the, in, our, in our industries. Yeah, amazing. So um, to take that and, and expand on that a little bit, um, trends are always changing, like uh, as you touched on, and we mentioned that um, with a trend comes some of the ideas and the solutions that that you've um, you've gone into a bit there. So, I think they're they're estimating around forty one point six billion devices or something crazy by twenty twenty five, which is madness. Yes. <laughs> um, so obviously, as, as things are progressing through the life cycle, new things start to happen. So, edge computing. Let's have a let's have a little look on that. Um, what why is edge computing so integral when it comes to the IoT market and and the way that that's growing at the moment? Mm, yes, so that's uh, let me address maybe at the beginning the whole story about the the numbers and forecasts and projections and uh, I I tend not to believe in those numbers uh, and I. I, I, I had, I've had high, very heated discussions with some. Um, high-level consultants who claim that by 25, I think by year 25, we'll have 20, 20 something billion connected devices. And um, so I don't believe we're going to have that those numbers. We are on a much lower curve. Um, and I don't okay. also believe that, uh, I, but I don't have the numbers to refute. Uh, so I, do, I don't have uh, better projections. That's that's my point. Right? <laughs> that's but I find I find the numbers really hard to believe. 
and how to count. How do you count 41 yeah. billion of anything? How do you count 25 yeah, that billion is a great of anything? Point. Right? And so um, that's it. That's it. I think there is one thing that is really relevant, which is um, our business, the business of everyone digital in the IoT space is being a service uh, provider and a systems integrator, a service and solution provider and a systems integrator of sorts. And so that means that in our business, we are facing a log I mean, in a very logical way, a limited repeatability and limited scalability. So it's not that we have one business that scales hugely because that's what we are trying to enable for our clients. So we ourselves, we, we don't see um, 10 thousands of clients. What we see is 10,000 of devices at one client. So you're scaling here, not by the number of clients, but by the number of devices. That, yeah. that said, what it, what it means basically is that you will have a go-to-market, which is by customers of volume and not by, by volume of customers. Yeah. So it's a very different game as, as the one you have when you go into the software side. Into the software side, you scale by the number of clients that you have. Here, you scale by the number of devices that your clients have. And so if we look at this and we look at the number of, uh, let's say, at, what you're, at the end, what we are trying to do as a company, we are trying to, as I said, keep the customers relevant in face of digital disruption, but at the same time, very consistently lower their total cost of ownership for the solutions they create, right? Uh, and how do you lower the total cost of ownership of a, of a digital IoT solution? That's where Edge comes in. What you're trying to do with Edge, which is uh, Edge is all the compute and sensing and uh, intelligence, if you wish, um, technology that is deployed outside of the data center into the into the edge of the of the of the of the data fabric, basically at the end of the in the device. And so, mm -hmm. if we look at that, if we want to capture large number of devices, and we, we need to focus on those highly standardized cases. And we need to focus on repeatability at the edge, at the device level. And so that's when you start pushing the whole process, the whole analytical process out of the cloud into the edge, so into the device. So mm -hmm. that the device basically becomes more knowledgeable, more responsive, and more autonomous. And that's yeah. these are the three main topics that will lower your total cost of ownership, right? So the next thing is that when you look at the, um, if, if you bring connectivity into a, a manufacturing environment, if you bring connectivity via private networks, which is by the way, one of those graphics here, once you have it in uh, by, um, um, once you bring private 5G private connectivity, then you start getting something very, very, very special. Then you, you start getting this, you know, for the first time, the technology fabric and the standards and the right location for the right decision that allows you to put all this decision making um, in industrial operations uh, there where it belongs, basically at the edge in the machine. And um, I would say, um, you know, once you have edge technology, you have for the first time a, a real time uh, high resolution management of the enterprise. So you understand the status of every machine in real time. You understand, you, you can predict certain things in real time. And one thing that few people are talking about, but I, I wanna make sure that we talked about it. We talked about this in this podcast. Once you have 
predictions made based on data that you collect on the edge, those predictions can become input into additional predictions for other processes. And now you have basically what some big companies call the intelligent enterprise, but that's the way you, you, you enable this is by instrumenting the edge with sensors and this kind of sense and react scenarios. Once you implemented them, now you know exactly what happens in your, comp in your company across your manufacturing processes, your secondary infrastructure, and now you can start bringing these things together and you start raising the efficiency of each one of your operations, moving costs out and understanding better how to react to unforeseen events in your company. So you can start doing basically scenario planning. Now you know what your true capability uh, is once you have the edge implemented. Uh, that's how I, I think it's very, very important to implement an edge strategy in your company today, in any company. Yeah. Yeah, superb. And I think that was met, it was uh, there was a word in in the question that I used in integral. Um, and I think a lot of the stuff you touched on there, uh, improving efficiency, lowering costs, that's two of the main goals for a lot of companies, right? So when you're in the cloud, right, you have uh, a lot of um, efficiency gains, because all cloud compute is made more or less equal. Right? Let's take quantum compute outside of the but once you have, so you try to go to to, st to standard uh, uh, computers, to standard compute functions, even to virtual compute functions. And so you have incredible scalability in your cloud operations. This is not what you have when you're down to the, to the edge. The edge has limited compute power, limited memory, um, limited network capabilities, but it connects both fabrics, the operational technology fabric with the IT fabric. That's what it does. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's a free, even if it's not, it doesn't scale that well, it's hugely important because then it passes information into the cloud, uh, based, uh, compute and, and analytics, which do scale, right? So you have this great two, two levels, a central level of intelligence with a local level of intelligence. Amazing. So, so with that in mind, then out of the, I think you mentioned six industries that you're working in, are you seeing edge compute? It didn't really have an impact on any of them in particular. Obviously, it's going to impact all of them, but any of them jumping out as key winners from this? Yes. So, I would say manufacturing is one of those. Uh, retail could be another one. Um, I believe construction, per definition, being something that happens at the job site. So, the job site in itself is a huge edge environment. And so pushing edge technology into the construction site is something that we are currently uh, testing. So we're developing in a project with uh, some leading constru construction companies in Germany. We're deploying, the, developing the, the, if you want, the, the job site of the future. All right. So, so this is what we are, it's a nice marketing name. But at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is really bring connectivity and decision-making capabilities uh, based on IoT to the uh, construction site. Of the future yeah and so when you look at industrial manufacturing with all the use cases we discussed before from maintenance you know from condition-based monitoring to um prescriptive maintenance that's in when you look at um industrial manufacturing with quality control and that yeah is something that i want to say really important i believe this includes um the whole range of anticipatory quality control uh practices that you have where you try to discover the error before it materializes 
into the system. So for example, when you have a welding gun and on the, on the robot, and by reading the, 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 the voltage, the current and uh, temperature on that welding gun, you can imply whether the welding was done at the right quality or not. So you don't wait until someone down the process finds out that that thing was not weld, was not weld properly. So instead of that, you do it right at the machine. You know that the machine did not perform according to the parameters that you were expecting. And how, how do you do this? By bringing machine learning at scale into the machine at the edge, right? And so um, energy uh, and emission management, so the whole carbon footprint, also super important topics where edge will have a, 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 a edge technology will have a huge impact. And um, I think these are the scenarios. Uh, and, and yes, of course, one thing that uh, comes to my mind is that oh, there's something amazing going on right now in the area of telemedicine, where you have basically diagnostic devices that are being separated from the location of the hospital that are being brought to the patient and the diagnosis is, is been done somewhere else but the measurement is been done at the patient's uh, at the patient's uh, location which is super 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 important so now that we are thinking about all these crazy okay. scenarios where um some some rural yep. areas don't have enough doctors so now this is how you can solve one way of alleviating those problems is by separating biotechnology, the diagnostics from the location of the, of the doctor, from the location of the hospital, and bringing it down to the patient where it, what is needed most. And so that is something amazing. And this is edge technology at, the, at its best, uh, actually. Right. Yeah, that's, that's superb. Um, uh, and that's going to have a lot of impact on a lot of lives uh, in the right way, even uh, with the with the med tech, like you mentioned, um, but something you mentioned on making sure that the, the welding's right. Like that That's potentially a health and safety factor as well, right? As, as yes, it goes down the process. So edge computing is not just giving you more efficient data, but it, it's potentially, well, life-saving in, in some instances. So yeah. um, what are the considerations for you, though, with edge uh, computing as we move forward with IoT? What are the challenges that you think some of the um, lesser involved industry might face? Um, so here's the thing, Brad. I don't think that uh, that I have all the answers in this area. Obviously not. I can tell you only the experience that I've had and that we had through A1 Digital, right? So we've seen people in interpreting the edge as uh, something that you can take just your laptop computer, right? Connected to a power supply connected to a set of sensors and put it under the bridge. And I'm talking about literally under the bridge so that you can do some sort of um, monitoring of, of special things. And then people are surprised what happens after 20, uh, 20 days of exposure uh, to the sun, to temperature, humidity conditions, which are not um, uh, designed, you know, the, the, the laptop was not designed to comply with these edge conditions. And so, yeah. This is one of the limitations, right? So when you operate uh, in the edge or at the edge, you're operating under limiting, con limit, limited conditions. So you have high exposure to, to temperature, to pressure, to humidity factors. Uh, even when you, when you try to repair edge equipment, you will be exposing for that limited, limited period of time 
that equipment to excessive humidity, excessive um, 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 temperature maybe. So all of this needs to be taken into account. So you need to be able to use the right equipment for the right edge conditions. Yeah. That's one thing that I would say. The other one, the, the other thing is some considerations is around the maintenance of those equipment. So the edge equipment okay. is also an IoT device. So you need to treat that equipment as well as an IoT device, right? So it's a little bit of recursion here, but it's really the the the, the, the it's a really important thing. So that machine, that uh, let's say industrial PC. You need to monitor that the power supply works, that the batteries are working, that this is working, so the temperature is not very high, that it's not getting sun exposure for more than, let's say, two hours. So all of these things are important as well. So you need to manage the edge properly. And then last but not least, understanding what happens, uh, what is the life cycle of an edge, but also from the from the perspective of, of the of your applications. So if your application is very data hungry and, and needs a lot of storage compute, you need to plan for this at the very beginning, because then running to the edge to change to to add more more um, storage, it's going to be very expensive, right? Mm, and so yeah. you rather plan. Um, um, you know, you need to be more, let's say, gracious at the beginning in the planning. More, um, let's say, positive thinking in terms of this is going to last for a longer time because your application is going to get more data and more data, and you want to get it faster. And so all the things, as I said before, all the things that you could do in the cloud, you cannot, you cannot do any of those in the, on the edge. There is no scalability, uh, it's limited. There is no uh, uh, sharding or any other compute uh, tricks that you have on the cloud. You can't perform them on the edge. You have it only this limited space and this limited performance. And that's to, just accounting for that. So taking care of the equipment, taking care of the operating conditions, and taking care of the uh, life cycle, that's that would be advices that we will give to all to all the people. I'll tell you what, Francis, for someone that doesn't have all the answers and only speaking from experience, you you've done really well there. <laughs> you've helped you're you're going to help a lot of people with with that advice. And I think the key takeaway there is is to use it correctly and know that it's got limitations, right? So yeah, uh, amazing. Um, what's next? What's next for anyone, Francis? Where where can you go from here? Uh, I think we, we will continue. It's also a very difficult question for me to answer because, um, you know, being a very curious person, I spend my time with my, heads, my, my head doing some crazy things that have, have nothing to do with what we're doing today. And so like, it's very difficult for me to tell you this year we're going to do exactly this. But we have our technology roadmap, okay? However, uh, the one way that we found to be very, very, how to say that, very accurate to, to, to plan and prioritize our, our work is by keeping the focus on the one and only thing we, we focus on, which is our customers. So as we look at our customers and their, their, their life cycle and their maturity life cycle, we say, okay, so the next level would be, we will be looking, for example, um, more standard and uh, I, IoT applications where well, we can continue helping our customers customers reduce their total cost of ownership by telling them, look, this application is already 60% of what you need. We will help you with the rest 40%, but you don't need to develop it from scratch. 
And, and by the way, as everything we do is based on platforms so that at the end of the day, you don't need to have all the bandwidth, all the bandwidth, you know, what we call the, the, the ice below the, 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 the lower part of the iceberg. This is done already. Yeah. Focus on what you can really focus or should focus on, which is, um, you know, um, putting more focus on, 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 on the business side of things. We will help you with technology. And so we will add to this um, edge intelligence. We will add better connectivity options. Um, we will add also uh, more edge computing is coming on our uh, on our um, roadmap, technology roadmap. And uh, we started last this year, I think we started a partnership with um, <clears throat> Nordic Semiconductors. Uh, of course, we, we we started last year already, but this year we 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 went we went public, and so we're building right now on the basis of the Nordic Semiconductor chip, um, a, a whole set of um, um, edge functions, you know, that will allow you to have the the chip already pre-configured for connectivity, both with a cellular network, as well and as well with the Cumulosity platform, which is what we use as a foundation for our IoT. Uh, platform. So it's all really, really great. We have great partners and with those partners, we'll continue evolving that technology roadmap. So we'll have more, um, um, more applications, more IoT solutions for construction, which is a central industry to what we do. Um, we have great partners there which, uh, and, and we will continue just doing that. That's our, that's what we have ahead of us. <clears throat> Exciting times, right? Not just for A1, but for the whole the whole industry. Uh, absolutely. Sector of uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, for me, thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you've just gone through. There is one more question um, that we, we do at the end of every podcast that comes from the previous um, guest. Uh, in this case, Ralph Varco, who's the MOD of IoT and Chief Growth Officer for Connexin. Um, uh, it's quite a curious question for me as well, because we work quite closely with the IT Security Foundation in the UK. So... He wants to know with IoT growing at such a speed that it is, uh, and security is coming even more important. Uh, you mentioned at the start of the, the podcast, Francis, that one of your arms is, is on the security side of things. What's your personal advice on keeping your IoT connections secure and stable? This is a this is a fantastic question. Excellent, excellent question. Um, the way we look at security is that you need to be able to secure all the elements in within IoT. So you need to be able to secure your firmware. You need to be able to use secure, um, you know, secure elements in your in, in your in your in your IoT stack. Ideally, or not ideally, but sometimes it is the, the same chip itself, right? So there is there you can you can store certificates in there. You need to be able to secure the device. You need to be able to secure the communication between your device and the cloud. And at the end of the day, one thing that um, some people are thinking about that, we are also thinking about this right now, is how do we secure machine learning models? Because they will be the, the essence of the analytical capabilities which we put into the device or into the cloud. So security, for us, security is everywhere. We are using a security framework for understanding and analyzing what is most important uh, for, for our clients. 
Um, we believe that our partners on the hardware side, they give an, enough attention, at least we, we test them regularly, they give enough attention to certain security elements that we we, we, we take it, we don't take it for granted, we just take, test, test, test this every now and again. We are also, we will add to our security, IoT security framework, um, some, some white hat hacking, uh, so that people understand what can happen to their devices once someone gets a hold of their devices and how they secure those, those devices against this. But more than anything else, uh, Brad, I think we will take care of continuously evolving. So it's an evolution, right? So we, 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 yeah. we already started sure. with this, but we will continue evolving the consistency uh, and, and integrity of data transmitted from, a, from an IoT device into whatever application it is, right? So we want to make sure that applications understand that they can trust the devices, but they do this because they implement a zero trust policy. So that's an important thing as well. And we want to make sure that customers can trust uh, devices and device manufacturers because they also implemented a zero trust uh, policy where they can revoke certificates, they can revoke certificates for coding, they can revoke certificates. For... So it's, it's people having full control of the operating environment and making sure that we don't have surprises in terms of data, in terms of coding, operating conditions, that's absolutely critical for the IoT space. And we will be focusing on that a lot in the next couple of, I would say, months and, 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 and days even. Amazing, fantastic question and a fantastic answer. Francis, that, that, that's it. I mean, what an amazing podcast, right? Very, very insightful for, from all, all aspects. I really like the fact that what A1 are doing and, uh, and how you're helping your customers. Uh, I like your attitude towards it all. It's just been amazing. So um, from, from us, really, truly, thank you very much. And uh, that, that's everything that we've got planned. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for, for the invitation and happy to continue the collaboration with you guys. Thank you very much. Good stuff. On that note, um, just for the viewers, uh, where, where can they find you? What, what, what's your social media, your website? Oh, we, we are in link, on LinkedIn and our webpage is a very simple one. It's a1.digital. That's it. Simple. S simple. Simple and effective. Very simple. <laughs> Perfect. Francis, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brad. Thanks. Bye-bye. And guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. doesn't matter what you're listening or watching on, just please leave a like and a comment. It will give my team the best chance to leave you all the relevant information and what's coming up. It doesn't matter how you're connected, as long as you're connected. Until next time, thank you very much.